Welcome to We Mean Business. I'm your host, Ruby Arora. This podcast is about something that affects all of us business. Our culture and society are molded around business and what business leaders want. It impacts our daily lives more than we know. Here at the Reynolds Center, we focus on business journalism, and we're here acting as the liaison, connecting business with journalism, allowing journalists to cover business better. So today we have a guest star, Steve Doig, who is also an ASU professor, currently one of my own. Steve, could you give us a brief description of your experience, your background, and how you found yourself at ASU? Uh, certainly, I was a uh, I was a reporter in Florida for uh, I guess it was about twenty three years. Most of that time with the Miami Herald down way down in South Florida. While I was there, I learned that you needed you kind of needed a superpower to uh, to be able to compete in a place like the Herald, where I was you know surrounded by reporters who would go on to win Pulitzers and uh, get hired by the New York Times and the Washington Post and a variety of other great uh, news organizations. So uh, it turned out that uh, the superpower that I developed was uh, being able to work with with numbers. And uh, I used that superpower, I guess, to do a, a variety of important stories. The biggest was after Hurricane Andrew hit South Florida in 1994. Um, I was part of a team that looked at the basically the aftermath of it. We tried to kind of answer the question of, what went wrong. The fact that there were so many homes destroyed in a place that supposedly had very strong building codes. Uh, my part of it was doing an analysis of the damage patterns and, and sort of pointing out that the variable that predicted how bad the damage would be actually was the uh, year the home was built. And basically, the newer the home, the more likely it would be to be destroyed, which was sort of the smoking gun um, of that investigation. So anyway, I did a variety of these kinds of, you know, really big uh, data stories. And uh, in 1996, uh, Arizona State had gotten a, a significant grant from the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation to hire uh, somebody to teach journalists and journalism students the uh, this then brand new idea of uh, using data analysis for reporting and uh, have been uh, been there ever since. You're a very successful, reputable, celebrated reporter. You've won the Pulitzer Prize for Public Service, IRE Award, the Goldsmith Prize for Investigative Reporting, the George Polk Award, among many others. Boy, that's a mouthful. How did you find yourself to be a recipient of so many awards and how can other journalists set themselves up for the same success? Well, it, you know, lots of it is, you know, pure, uh, I guess, location and timing and so on. It's not something you can necessarily plan to do. I mean, I certainly didn't say at the beginning of my career, got to make sure to live in a high hurricane area. The thing is, is pure, either good luck or bad luck or whatever. But, uh, but there is a, a famous, uh, famous saying, I think it was uh, Louis Pasteur, the microbiologist, had said, chance favors the prepared mind. 
And in my case, I had started doing these kinds of data stories uh, at the Herald, analyzing election results. And uh, and I once did a uh, I did an analysis of the property tax roll that helped show that that basically rich people were getting a big tax break because their homes were being undervalued for the property tax. And I had been doing smaller data stories and and uh, basically learning the power of what it was I was doing. So when the big story came along, Hurricane Andrew, I'd already had enough familiarity with important data like the the property tax rule, which I wound up using to uh, get information, for instance, on the, uh, the year of construction of all the homes that we were going to examine. I guess my best advice for young reporters is do good work with whatever beat that you have, because you never know when your particular beat is going to come in and be part of the biggest story of the year or of your lifetime. How does data journalism affect business journalism and how is it used? So uh, business is a huge data story, and, and I, uh, among the courses that I uh, developed for the Cronkite School, one of them was in fact business data with the you know the flood of data that is available for business reporters. You know everything from the census and the and the international trade data and so on that the Census Bureau covers to all the stock market uh, data that you know gets generated you know literally second by second uh, that can be downloaded from different services uh, all the uh, you know Securities and Exchange Commission. Uh, data that has to be reported regularly by any public company in the United States. So, uh, so all those varied sources of, uh, of data are important sources for story ideas and for the evidence, I guess I would say, that would back up what the reporter is going to say about what's going on. That's really what the key thing, I would say, in being a good business reporter is to be able to understand uh, the various data sources that are out there, use them as you know, true sources for their stories. One last question, Steve, before I let you go here. With numbers sure. being the new language of the world that can be used in any category or industry, how would you say data journalism will evolve over the next few years? Um, in a way, it will get easier, and it certainly has. Back when I got started in data journalism, you know, the, uh, the earliest spreadsheet had come out, but it was really just starting to be available. Uh, in fact, it was a piece of business software. That's why it got created. Um, but uh, I wound up having to write uh, programs in, the, in, in a couple of different computer languages to do some of the some of the stories and analyses I wanted to. Today, that's not the case. Usually, I mean, there certainly are really good data journalists who do write uh, programs who, who you know use uh, languages like Python and R and uh, so on to uh, scrape websites to be able to get access to data. Um, but in reality, for lots of other reporters, you know, the, a spreadsheet like Microsoft Excel is so powerful that you know, even sort of basic knowledge on that will let you do great stories. So as time goes on, you'll have more and more of those kinds of tools. And I see, uh, I see widening interest on the part of reporters 
in realizing that business actually is a great beat for uh, doing stories that people care about, not just the business people who run companies, but the population that works for those companies and the, you know, the larger uh, uh, group of population around where those companies are headquartered because they're affected by how well those companies are doing. I think I will see more and more business reporters become really proficient with that and realizing what they, uh, you know, what they can get out of being able to work with that, uh, with that information. I'm sure if they have a professor like you, they'll go very far with it as well. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to answer my questions today. My pleasure. Thanks to everyone for listening. Make sure you subscribe and join us next time as we talk about more business topics and what journalists need to know. This is We Mean Business, sponsored by the Reynolds Center at Arizona State University.